welcome, נעים מאוד, nice to meet you, שלום עליכם. So first start with basically a letter that was sent by the admore of Branwein. There's many letters he wrote to many of his students in Israel here. So the importance of Ekev, before we start, the word Ekev means because of, but the word Ekev also means the heal of your body. And we know that since Adam Arishon, since Adam, we are fixing things. It's called Tikkunim. We're fixing from the head all the way to the bottom. That's why it's called Ikvata de Meshichta. This is the time. It's called Akev, Akev HaMashiach, meaning the heel of the Messiah. We are fixing our generation, fixing the bottom of the foot of Adam Arishon, of Adam. That's actually what we're doing. So every generation fixing something. The Ari, of course, Rabbi Isaac Luria, was able to fix the head of Adam Arishon, which is tremendous, which is the most difficult thing to fix. And that's why most of the Kabbalah coming, it's called the Luriani Kabbalah. It's based on letters, based on number, based on gematria, basically very complicated, seem complicated. Until 1922, Rabbi Yudah Ashla come to the world, and because of Rabbi Yudah Ashla come to the world, he makes sure to fix it in a way that everybody can understand the Arizal. But how does it start? How does it begin? Rabbi Yudah Ashlag basically based most of his study on the Baal Shem Tov. Welcome, welcome. See some faces I never saw before. So, Burim Abayim. So, we see that Rabbi Yudah Ashlag, what he did, he took the book called Etz Chaim. And in the book Etz Chaim, Tree of Life from Rabbi Isaac Luria, he was able to connect people to the idea of Etz Chaim coming from Rabbi Isaac Luria. So, it was difficult. So, what... Try to imagine it like this. Try to imagine a person is stuck in the mud till the head. You can only see the head. Now you're pulling the person out of the mud. So the first part that you get it out will be the head. That's Rabbi Isaac Luria's job. Then when you get him out, you get the heart. That's the Baal Shem Tov. So where is our job? We are the foot. It's also a job. The food is the most important job because without the food, we cannot go and do good things. We cannot do a lot of things. We don't appreciate the food. I mean, what is the, the most unappreciated part of our body? The food. You know, I think women appreciate it more. You see, in every corner, they have that uh, nail, manicure uh, or pedicure. I don't know the difference. One of them is the food. So you, you, they appreciate, you know, man, if it's not hurting me, I'm happy. You know, the food is a very important establishment of, of the body. It's holding you. Some Chinese believe that you can uh, uh, press in a certain area and you can have better digestive or, or better remove headache. So the food is actually everything. Of course, the Chachamim ask, why is the parasha start with Ekev? You could see Im Tishmun. You could say Im Tishmun. If you will say, listen, Im Tishmun. Why is it Ekev, Dafka Ekev? So Ekev usually represents humbleness, to be humble. And we know from Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lozato, those of you who are not familiar with the book, Mesilat Yasharim, in English it will be called the Path of Just, I think. That's the name, Path of the Just, or Path of Just. And in that book, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lozato is talking about the difference between fake, humble, and real one. How do you know the difference between the two? Because some people, usually the way they speak, they say, I used to have ego, now I'm perfect. You know, so, but, but ego is something that you need to work on for the rest of your life. For that reason, before the Baal Shem Tov passed away, what did he say? He say, Al tolicheni regel gava. That's the last verse he say, the Baal Shem Tov. May the foot of ego will not take me to the Olam Abad, will not take me to the upper world. What was the last word of the Arizal? Al tolicheni regel gava. Exactly the same pasuk, same pasuk. And it's funny that on, on Sukkot, we're holding the etrog. Etrog is initial of Al tolicheni regel gava. Etrog. This is what you're shaking, the etrog. Every time you're holding etrog on Sukkot, look at that. Not just how beautiful, how much money you pay for it, and so on and so on. How is my ego level doing? How is my ego bar? Where am I? Now, what is the ego? Ego is a very unique thing. Because ego going for everybody. Ego doesn't have discrimination. It doesn't choose just the best. So if you think you have ego because you're beautiful, or you have ego because you're smart, or you have ego because you're rich, or you have ego because you're fast, or you have ego because you're incredible. No, ego take everybody in. Ego is like hospital. In hospital, it doesn't matter what your religion is. 
doesn't matter the color of your skin. Everybody is welcome, 24-7. No rest on Shabbat. Hospital, take everybody in. It doesn't matter who you are. Ego, take everybody in too. So when I start feeling that I'm better than the other person, it's a problem. That's the ego. The ego is not when you feel special in something. Sometimes you have to feel special so you can share it with somebody. It's a motivational ego. So Rabbi Moshachayim Lutato writes, there is people that do fake humbleness, fake tzniut. How do you know it's a fake tzniut? When people find out you're tzanua. That's how you know it's a fake tzniut. You know, you have to wear a coat of ego. How do we know that? We learn it from Hashem, right? That Hashem, geut lavesh. Hashem is dressing with geut, but it's, it's not really heavy ego. Hashem has to be important. He's our king. He's our our olam. He's our master. So he has to wear a coat of ego so we can respect. But for after that, remove that coat. The question is, you have to ask yourself tonight, everybody has to ask themselves for the rest of your life, especially now before Rosh Hashanah, coming soon. And usually the Avodat is supposed to start on Tu Be'av. Usually from tomorrow night, you start to work on yourself. Why Davka Tu Be'av? Because that's exactly 45 days, which is Gimatria Adam, which is the moral value of Adam. You want to build yourself as a human. So what you want to do? You want to make sure that you're working on yourself. You're working on yourself as much as you can on being less of what you think you are. Taking the last slice of pizza for the other person. The action matter, not the mind, not the words only. The action. In Yahadut, in Judaism, action is everything. Translation, whoever is wisdom is more than his action. His wisdom doesn't count. Whoever is action is more than his wisdom, is, is wisdom count. So I'm going to go to the letter. And because of time, I'm going to try to read part of it. The, the, the important part, and we see how the time goes. So Rav Randvain, the student of Rav Ashlag, explained it like this. Tevat Ekev al Pipasuk, like I told you, Ekev Anvai Ratashem, is bringing from Mishle, the section, because you have Anva, you're going to have Yira. If you want to have the Yira, real Yira. Last week we explained what is the real Yira. Yira is three level, if you remember. And there is Irat Aonesh Ba'olam Azeh. Yira, a fear that you will be punished in this olam. Yira, that you will be punished in olam haba. And Yira, a rovemut, which is the ultimate Yira. That's supposed to be the Yira. The Yira meaning an awe, a respect, or fear as a starter. You're supposed to start with fear, but if you're stuck in fear, you're not doing something right. Like sometimes I meet, you know, uh, uh, people who are, I tell them, hey, would you like to study some Zohar with me, some Kabbalah, it's good for you. Ah, lo rawi, lo rawi, habibi, lo rawi. I'm not, I'm not in that level. I'm not in that madrega. If it's Ashkenazi, say I'm not in that madrega. If it's Faradi, usually I'm Lorawi, Lorawi, Lorawi. So this, how do you know you're not Rawi? How do you know you're not in that level? That's the ego. If you say I'm the worst wife, I'm the worst husband, ego. Everything has I attached to it, ego. I'm terrible, ego. Everything has I, I, I. I'm terrible. I'm not good. I should be a better wife. Why are you saying that? Be a better wife, be a better husband. Why do you have to announce about yourself the old story, the old drama? We're going to have first season, second season with the worst wife. Third season with the worst husband. How wonderful. Let's watch it again. That's, that's not the point. You're not supposed to announce about what's bad about you. It's the same like you say, I'm the best. So, you want to get the real anva. Like I told you before, I'm reading fast and then I'm translating. <coughs> so we bring in now Zohar from Shira Shirim, and that's what it's written. I hope I'm not taking you too far, Debbie. If I'm taking them too far, give me a five minutes sign because sometimes I'm getting excited. Usually the student don't. So I hope you can get excited with me. The Zohar in, uh, in Shira Shirim write like this. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai write this section. Whoever, after they, they die, go to the upper world without knowing the secret of the Torah. Secret of the Torah, we know the Torah is divided to four. Pshat Remez Zaraz Sot, Pshat being the simple way of the Torah, Remez being the hint, the meaning, uh, Drash being the story about the Torah, and then you have the Sod. The Sod is the inner meaning of what Hashem meant when he wrote the Torah. So, for example, when Hashem say, Ayecha to Adam Arishon, they don't play hide and seek. Ayecha means, where are you, Adam? 
Hashem doesn't know where Adam is. Ayecha, Ayecha, Adam, Ayecha. And then in the, the next verse, et kolecha shamati. Adam say, I heard you, you, I heard you walking in the garden. Can you imagine how can you translate that story into English? Now Adam here, God is walking in the garden, so I hide. That story has a meaning, of course. It cannot be the, 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 the meaning, the pshat, except to be a sod. So here it says, Rabbi Shimon said, whoever go to the upper world without understanding the meaning of the Torah, the sodot, even if that person have a lot of good deed, good action, they tell him, get out of here. We don't want you How can that be? As the Zohar. Teach me how you, with your divine Hashem, you're guiding this world and the upper world. I don't want to be ashamed as soul coming to the upper world like this. I didn't have time to study Kabbalah. I was one of those people who say, I'm not in that madrega. I was one of those people who saying, I'm not ra'ui, asur. Gil arba'im. Masechet chagiga. Everybody know the section. Masechet chagiga. En dorshi ma'asever kava b'yachid. It's in masechet chagiga. You ask every rabbi, oh, you have to be 40. Shas and poskim. You know, everybody know the rules. You're not supposed to touch it. Bore makatuf. Im loti da'ilach ayafa banashim. This is a section from Shira Shirim that we think, literally, that's what it means. If you're not going to know the most beautiful woman, that's really what Shira Shirim, we, we say Shira Shirim every Friday, if you're Sfardi or Hasid, and you're supposed to say in the end of Shira Shirim, uh, Shira Shirim that we read in Sodotav, Vemilotav, Yotiotav. So what is the Sodotav? Teach me. Teach me the Sodotav. So here the Zohar tell you what the Sodotav. If you're not going to know the most beautiful woman, who is the most beautiful woman? The soul. Because think about it. We are soul and body. We are two. People sometimes tell me they think they are two. You are two. You are body and soul. Sometimes you are more than that. But two is the minimum. It can be sometimes four. It can be sometimes ten. Depends how many soul, how many type of body you have. We're not going to go into reincarnation issue right now. But just understand, body. The body wants to be selfish. The soul wants to be generous. There is already a war within you. As it says in Get out of here, please. If you didn't study about me before you came, go in the, uh, what would be the foot of the, of the, of the sheep. Say the Zohar, you will be reincarnated next time. You will have to meet people that everybody not consider them. Meaning the small people nobody care about, you will have to be among them. That everybody in the synagogue or everybody will look at them and say, <laughs> look, at that, look at that person. You will have to be among them. But those people that nobody care about, they actually carry that secret. From those people, I'm sending you next lifetime to study from them the secret. Now we understand what is Aekev, what it means to be humble. To be humble. Those of you who know, usually the word Vayi has to do with negativity. With positivity. So it says, if I'm, if I'm losing you, don't be shy just to do like this. Or give me a sign. Because I can get excited about that part, but then it doesn't mean you will get excited. So don't be shy to stop me. I'm stoppable, okay? Just be rude and say, eh, we're losing you here. If you will say, you want to hear the voice of God? You want to hear exactly what you meant to be doing in this life? You want to hear to the details? Ekev. Are you ready to be Ekev? No, no, no. I want to be important. I have my seat in the shul. I have no exactly what I want. Nobody can bother my plate when I bring my breakfast or lunch or dinner. I'm important. You know, you can hear. Only Ekev, 
Only the people who are ready to be nothing, they can hear. But if you want to be important, I want to be important. The water, you know, not stay on a mountain. The mountain, the, the water go, go to the valley. As I will raise my eyes to the mountain. That's when I'm in the bottom. Then then Izri will come from everywhere. My help will come from everywhere. But if I'm on the mountain, he didn't say, I will stand on the mountain and ask Hashem, no. I will raise my eyes. Ah, then I see everybody is much better than me. I go to pray in this synagogue. Everybody is much sadik than me. Ah, now you know, for sure your prayer will be accepted. There's a story to explain how important it is to be nothing. There's a story that... Uh, in the end of every tefillah, in the time of Rabbi Elimelech, they used to, Rabbi Elimelech used to tell them what Hashem actually answered them after Yom Kippur. So in, in among Hasidim, they have that, uh, I don't know the name for it exactly, it's a powder, that tobacco powder that have smell. And uh, you smell it. it, it, it because with my accent, with my accent it will sound really terrible, so I don't want to say it. <laughs> tobacco powder. <laughs> You smell it like you, you, the Sfaradim put it here, the, the Shkenazim do it with the box. It's a certain uh, something, uh, snuff, 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 snuff tobacco. So it used to be, so both of them praying and they pray minha. They both pray minha and they pray. They pray next to each other. One of them has that beautiful silver uh, snuff tobacco and it fall down from the pocket when you do uh, modim. So it's full. The entire rest of the tefillah tried to reach out to it. The guy next to him is so upset. He can consider that the tefillah is reaching it and reaching it with the finger. Just let it go. He wouldn't let it go. So in the end of the, the prayer, the end of the Yom Kippur, everybody sit with the Rabbi Elimelech HaKadosh. Say, wow, what's the result? What does Hashem think about our prayer? And he said, Baruch Hashem, and they tell everybody you would accept it, accept it. And he tell the guy that was next to the guy, next to the guy, that his box fell. He said, I want to see you in my office. He was surprised. He got him into his office. So, what happened? He said, how was your prayer? He said, the truth, my prayer was perfect. But next to me, this guy, terrible. He, he keep bonding with that. He said, I want you to know that in heaven, they didn't like the way you judge him. He did mistake, it's true. But they accept his prayer. They don't, don't worry about him. People who do mistake, Hashem accept them. They, they're little children, like little kids. But the one who judge the children who do mistake, Hashem has issue with that. He said, Rabbi, what should I do? He said to him, on Oshana Rabbah, usually we study. Stay awake all night. Because we know in Oshana Rabbah, it's, it's one of the highest levels that you can change all your destiny if you stay awake all night. So you stay awake all night, and come to me on Oshana Rabbah, and I can check your shadow. Once I check your shadow, I will know if you're going to make it this year or you're not going to make it. And that's what happened. So shadow, shadow was perfect, and that's what happened. What do we learn from that story? We learn that one of the things that unfortunately people do is being very judgmental, very judgmental of others. And how do you know somebody is judging? Somebody is not polite. But there is Jewish politeness and there is manners. Start with manners, one day you're going to get the Jewish politeness. Start with Jewish politeness, you're never going to get anywhere. Start with manners. There is manners like, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Start with that. And then eventually you grow into the next level. So here, we want to understand how to get into being humble. So I'm going to take you now to another section in the Talmud, in Nedarim. כתוב אמר רבי יוחנן, רבי יוחנן say, אין הקדוש ברוך הוא משרה שכינתו, דשכינה, the dwelling of the light of the creator, אלא על גיבור עשיר וחכם וענב. מסכת נדרים said that the שכינה of Hashem can only dwell on a strong or brave person, rich, wise, and humble. וכולם ממשה, that's what it say. It's all, all like משה רבנו as all of them. We know משה רבנו was very rich. מסכת שבת זה כתוב דלמד משה שאני דבר מר אין השכינה שורה לחכם גיבור ועשיר ובעל קומה. say no. מסכת שבת say no. The שכינה dwell on wise, on brave, on rich, and בעל קומה. And somebody was important. 
So there is a machloket. There is a, it doesn't fit together. One side say you have to be humble. The other, the other side say you have to be special. So how can that sit together? To understand that, Rav Brandwein is sending us to one of the most important sections. This section called Tikkun Zohar, very important to start reading Tikkun Zohar on Rosh Chodesh Elul. Those of you who don't have a book of Tikkun Zohar, don't be shy to ask. We give it for free. So just ask us and we will make sure that you're going to have it. Okay? It's very important to read even if you don't understand it. Tikkun Zohar is very important to, to write and to start reading in Rosh Chodesh Elul. You can start now, but write what exactly the problem or what exactly you try to fix and just write it in pencil. And you can have that Tikkun Ezor, it can be yours. Just let us know because we're printed all over the world and we love to help with that. So, Rabbanan is taking us to Tikkun Chadasar, which is Tikkun 11. It says that there is different levels of how to pray to the Creator, how to get to that humble. And it says, how come the Gemara is bringing it here, the Zohar, Tikkun Ezor, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai again, how can that be that Baal, Koma, and Humble are the same thing. Baal, Koma, again, I want to make sure it's clear. Baal, Koma is somebody not humble. It's somebody important, famous, powerful. Humble is somebody who try to be nobody. Baal, Koma, somebody. Anav, nobody. How can that be the same? So you write like this. And I hope I will be able to explain it in the right way. The way this universe operates, there is a force that called, you don't have to memorize it, called the endless. Orensov, it's called. That Orensov, that force, wants to give you everything. Everything, endlessly. From your point of view, you are the receiver. So there is two creation. Two creation. The giving force and the receiving force. Every time the receiving force is receiving, in the way which is not correct, it will hurt you. It will hurt you a lot. Either you're going to feel sad, either it will hurt, hurt your body, either bless you, either it hurt. Uh, uh, here we go. Either it will hurt your body, either it will hurt your soul, either it will hurt something. But that's that's what's going to happen. So a person has to know how to receive. So how do we receive? So there is something, and please listen carefully because that's Musagim of Kabbalah. It's from the Etz Chaim of Rabbi Isaac Luria. A person has to le learn to receive with a reflection. Reflection meaning it's called Masach. Masach meaning a curtain. You cannot just ask and get it. Some people are rude. You just want to receive. And they think, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? I just want what I want. I'm coming to God and Yom Kippur. I want my soulmate. I want money. Can't do it. Tikunazar, right? Have, have. Have, have. That's the sound of a dog. Have been give me, but it's a sound like a dog. Have, have. Like a dog is barking. Rabbi Shimon Barakai says, it's assumed. Cannot do that. So how do I receive? You have to create within your receiving a masach. If I can let it go, I'm allowed to have it. If I cannot let it go, I'm not allowed to have it. With everything you do. In normal, you know, wedding, for example, a wedding, Usually the Khatan doesn't see the Kalat for seven days. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They don't see each other. No texting, no nothing. Seven days, seven nights. And they meet again in the wedding. Seven days before they get married, they build the Ratzon, they build the real Ratzon. Why? Gotta let go of each other. Maybe she's doubting it. Maybe he's doubting it. Maybe there is a maybe there is an issue. Let it go. Let it go. We do it with everything. Whatever you are dying to receive, wait. You want to buy a dress as a woman. Want to buy, I don't know, shoes as a, as a man. Before you're buying it, you look at those one of those windows on Madison. Look at it. Ask yourself, who saw who first? Is the dress saw me first? Or I saw the dress first? Maybe the dress is sitting there waiting for you and say, hey, cheap, good price. And you think I saw it first? No. Everything has energy. Just control your desire. So you are now the receiving. That's a force of giving. Yes, you pay for it and all this and that. But remember. You gotta create a masach. You gotta create a curtain. That curtain is like the moon reflecting the light. You always have to be a reflector. You cannot be a receiver. You can be just, I want it, I wanna have it. This is what koma, what is koma? 
those of you ever, I'm, I'm not good with that exercise, trampoline. You know, you jump on that thing. And when my kids were young, they took me to a city of trampoline. After a few cities, there's a Boca Raton. There is a city that everybody is jumping. You know, it's, 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 it's many, many of them. It's not one. I'm sure it's today you're familiar with that. It's, it's the whole room is basically the basketball, the baseball, and it's all by jumping, you know, but it, you've got to be athletic. You have, you have to be good. And I guess I'm okay. And the idea, think about it. What is the curtain that we're talking about? How high you're going to jump with the quality of your restriction, with the quality of your reflection, with the quality of how much you say no to things. You cannot enjoy what you receive until of your quality saying no to it. Those of you familiar with the mitzvot, we have 365 mitzvot lot same mitzvot you shouldn't be doing. Those are the curtain. And we have 248 mitzvot of aseh, what you should be doing. Those are the fulfillment you get. But if you are not, if you, those of you familiar with the Shulchan Aruch, if you have mitzvot lot aseh, mitzvot aseh, come first. You got to push away the thing. So now we understand Baal Koma. The Talmud say Baal Koma. Baal Koma meaning somebody tall, somebody big, somebody important. What does that mean? That that person is the same like humble. What does a humble do all day long? No, not for me. Hey, you want to get this Aliyah? I'm okay. Actually, with Aliyah, you have to say yes all the time. The rabbi call you for Aliyah, you say yes right away. Right away. One of the things you never allowed to say no for. Immediately say yes. But let's say somebody wants to be and you are important, you have to be like Persian. Persian have a tradition, say it's called Turef or Taruf, Taruf, Turef. They, they say no three times. You should practice that. No, no. But also do it internally. You see that wonderful bagel waiting for you? No, right now. Pass by Madison, look at that beautiful shoes, beautiful dress. I love it. Next time dress and move away. You will see how your life is changing because you become Baal Koma. You create now Koma Gvoa. You create a, a, a big flow. But if every time you want something, you take it. It's like somebody have a headache. Where is the Advil? Wait, wait. Give it five. Five minutes. Can you give it five minutes and then take the Advil? Five minutes. Five. My Holyot. What's going to happen in five minutes? Five minutes. Push it away a little bit. Say no to yourself a little bit. Say no. Once we say no to ourselves, then we become Baal Koma. Then Aekev Anvai Hashem. Then you are creating the curtain. Humble is not something people see. Humble is something that nobody will see. That's what the pure humbleness is. Is to push it away. To push it away that recognition, that important, that whatever it is that I'm looking for. That's why you open all the gates of pray when you pray. So when you come to Rosh Hashanah soon, Yom Kippur is coming soon, taking your Siddur, you're standing in front of the Creator. Ah, and you start praying. Right away, everybody come with a vessel. Hey, hey I want uh, this year to be with money. I want this year to be healthier. I it's almost like God have a new job. He's your new maid. And we have like a little wire and we keep ringing the bell. Ding! Yes! Hey, I want a wife! Can I have a wife? Ding! I want money! That's, that's, that's not the way it goes. If you want what the Creator want to give you, you have to create, it's called affinity, Shivui Tzua. In Kabbalah, it's called Shivui Tzua, affinity. You have to become like the Creator. It's written in Idra Rabba by Rabbi Shibon Bar Yochai. There is 13 midot of the Creator. We are making a game for you soon. It will be ready. It will be like something here that you do it like with a bubble gum, you put quarter, and you will see the 13 midot by Azat Hashem Bekarov. So, when it say Hashem is Rachum, Hashem is merciful, you practice being merciful. You want to know how to behave? Go after the 13 midot and practice. If God have this 13 midot, I'm going to practice the same. It's not what I say, by the way. It's Rabbi Chaim Vital. Rabbi Chaim Vital write it. You follow that. Very simple. You don't have to be to do all No se'avon, no se'avon. What is no se'avon meaning? You carry the sin of your brother and sister. You see somebody commit a crime. No, no se'avon. I'm taking that. I'm going to carry that sin with them. We cannot all the time expecting to receive. You can inhale and not exhale. Try. You're going to give. You can all day long. 
thick. It doesn't matter if your kippah is big. It doesn't matter if you have a peot, you have a long beard, or a woman who covered their hair this way, or covered it with wig, or cover. It's not about that. Those are very important decoration, let's call them. But the real thing, it's inside, the part that nobody sees. That's the real part. That's a real test. Oh, this is when it's begin. How am I doing? How am I doing? And this is something important that I want to tell you. And again, a, a very important part. I remember, you know, I wasn't educated in that. I wasn't educated in that, in the action of doing it. And uh, one of the things coming from Israel, you know, I'm Israeli, so I'm not trying to crush all Israeli, but I was a difficult one. I was a difficult Israeli. There is nice Israeli. I was the group of the difficult one, the one with the chutzpah, the one who's selfish, the one and this and that. And uh, I married uh, an American wife, which helped me a lot with being a little bit Ma'udan, as we say, a little bit uh, understanding that I'm not understanding everything. And I will tell you two stories. One story, we see that we, we were in Queens and it was a, a pilot sitting next to him, to me, American airline pilot. And I thought this Israeli, I just come from Israel, I can tell a joke and he will understand it. And he says, I'm smart and I, I know what I'm doing and I know Torah and I can tell a smart thing. But I'm Israeli, I thought it's funny. So I told the story and I saw the guy pick himself up and get out. It was Saudat Shabbat, Friday night. No idea. I thought something wrong with him. Right away, I'm judging him. So my wife told me, maybe you should go apologize. Apologize. Just try to make the guy happy. Apologize. Please, please go apologize. So I'm going. I don't even know what I'm doing. So I'm going. He's on the way out. He's, he's want to go home. Say, uh, hi. Just look at him. What are you doing here? So I come to apologize. And look at me. Wow. So I didn't expect it from you. So really? Wow. Yeah, okay. I did it. He said, do you know what you apologize for? I said, to be honest, I don't. My wife sent me here, so she told me I hurt you. But I don't know how I hurt you. So he told me the whole story about his mother, what I say. I, I, I didn't even know. Sometimes we're not aware of what we're doing, what we think we are. And that's the worst part. We think we are, but we're not aware. The second part that also I have to give it to my wife, I learn it from my wife, is, you know, in the beginning of our path, you know, we, we were, I don't want to say poor, but we were a little bit in that area, in that, that area. You know, so, you know, it's a time that you live in somebody's home with one room and you're painting and you work different type of job. And I remember the amount of food was a little bit smaller. And, um, and I'm cutting, I'm finding a way that I'm cutting the food and I'm sharing the food with my wife all the time. And I'm very proud of myself. I feel like I'm special. I feel like Sadiq. I'm righteous. I know Torah. I'm spiritual. <laughs> I got it all. And then I start to realize that every time she shares with me, it's always I get the better part. And then that's wake me up. I want you to see how blind I was. I thought I'm doing sharing. What I actually I was doing, I gave her the part that I don't like. You know, the schnitzel, those of you who know schnitzel, sometimes schnitzel have that part that curve, you know, going that way, that nobody want that part. So I just cut it away and I give it. I thought it's sharing, no? It's good that you know that. But then, woke me up. Woke me up to understand. Well, she shared the part. All of a sudden, I get three quarters of the schnitzel. And the good one, the left, right? Thick, nice, juicy. That's Baruch Hashem that Hashem woke me up. Baruch Hashem that I saw by example. She never told me one word about what I'm doing wrong. One word. Not even one. Until I got it. Six months. Guys, six months, I'm not even aware of what I'm doing. What I'm trying to say is sometimes we don't understand that we are suffer from the ego. Sometimes we need a person to wake us up. But the question, are you open if that person will show up? It's a question you should ask yourself. When that person show up to tell you, hey, listen, you're not enough nice to people. Would you listen? If somebody tomorrow tell you you're full of it, would you listen? Think about it. You got to be ready in every second. Every second. Every second. When somebody tell you you're so off, sit and listen to them. Because we love when people tell us, you are incredible. You are one of a kind. 
I met many smart people, but when I met you, you are. We listen to that. We are smiling. I look at your face. If I could have a camera on you, you would see your, your face go, yeah, yeah, finally they discover me. But when somebody tells you, what's wrong with you? Automatically we say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's the problem with the Gava. Gava is a very sweet, unique thing. The ego is like so tricky to get into our brain because it's much easier to recognize me as special. So what do we do? We're going now to Noam Elimelech. Noam Elimelech, Rabbi Elimelech Mlizhensk. I had the privilege uh, to be in this place many times, not many times, I think two or three times. And Baruch uh, Hashem, uh, I can't tell you all the story now. So in the parasha, I'd say, what does God want from you? Just to have Yira'ah, and we know if you have Yira'ah, you're going to have eventually Anba. Again, Yira'ah is three levels. I will repeat it many times. Yira'ah, meaning fear. It's either fear something will happen to you, and that motivates you to change. Either fear you're not going to get good pain in the, in the upper world. That's also another motivation. And the last one is you understand that there is a master to the world and that's why you are acting differently. That doesn't come from fear. It's saying this week, Parasha, what is God asking from you? What is he asking from you? What is, what is the bottom line? I mean, those of you who are looking for the bottom line, what does God want from you? Kim Lira. It's written that the Creator, blessed be He, only created the world to do to do good. Do you have every day perfect for you? Is all your life is perfect? No. Sometimes you have pain in your body. Sometimes you have pain in your soul. Sometimes emotionally you get hurt. Sometimes the money is not enough in the bank. There's tough time. Tough time to all of us. Sometimes things don't work in the way you want it. Sometimes communication, all kind of things. So it's a le'etiv le'bruim. The reason the Creator created this world, le'etiv le'nivrat, just to do good. So how come? You need to have a vessel for this. Kli. You need to come with a kli. You need to come with a cup. On the way here, on Lexington, there is a church. I don't know if it's a church. It's something, it's a all solar welcome. And they give food on the way there. I don't know the name of that place. It's a, it's a food. There is a truck. It's a church. They're giving trucks of food. And it, 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 you people stay in line. In line, poor people, one with a dog, one is hurt. And everybody's there, you know, are, are wishing for getting something. And everybody come with a basket. Some with a plastic bag. Some, everybody come with a vessel. You want a banana? Yeah, you have a basket where to take it? Well, we give it to you. What do you want? I want more. You have a vessel? The same thing with the Atava of Kuchabarichu. The same thing with the goodness of, of the Creator. You want something? What type of vessel you come up with? What, what do you come up with? Like we say in Rosh Hashanah, Take with you think and come back to the Creator. What is the thing you're supposed to bring with you? Like it's written. You want to send wine or honey? Let's say you want to send a gift for Purim for someone, like Mishloach Manot. And you send the Mishloach Manot to your friend, you want to make sure that it's a, it's a nice vessel. It's supposed to be a nice vessel when you put it there. So if you don't have, you borrow from your friend. So there's something from silver, nice. The person is the vessel that is capable to receive all the goodness that he wants. Everything you ever imagined right this second that you want to receive, the only reason you have a desire to receive it because it was already created before you desire it. Don't think because you desire it, there is God there creating it for you. It's there. That's why you desire it. I want you to think that direction. Again, the only reason you desire something because it was already created for you. It's done. It's there. But we need you to wake yourself up and learn how to receive it. Of course, with the right curtain, like we teach before. Now, what is the vessel that you need to bring? 
מה השם אלוקיך שואל ממך? רצו לומר, מתי השם יתברך שואל ממך שיש ממך? When is God going to ask you, okay, I want to give you all the gift. What do you bring me? What type of bag you bring? You have a plastic bag? You have a car? You have a truck? What kind of vessel you brought? You brought a Lechaim cup, but you're asking for a lot of gold. This is a Lechaim cup. It's not enough. I want to give you more than you want to receive. Right? The Creator want to give you way more than what you want to receive. He's asking, what, what do you bring? So you want to know how to create a clear You want to know how to create a true vessel, a real vessel, is when you are capable to have Now we know two vessels. So till Rosh Hashanah, I have to build those two vessels. Being humble, how do you know you're humble? In any second. Somebody tell you something wrong with you, you agree. Don't, don't hesitate. Don't even think about it. Absolutely. As the Baal Shem one time walking in the, in the marketplace. So it was uh, an, another uh, person in the market. Say, you are a terrible person. You are the worst rabbi. You he stopped. He said, everything you tell about me is absolutely true. And then he looked at him, but it's about my body. I have the same issue with my body, but my soul comes from the Creator. My soul is perfect. But the body, I'm telling you, I got a problem with my body. Every day I wake up, I tell my body, enough with that. My body don't listen. Keep bothering me. Keep being selfish. Going after things you shouldn't be going after. That's my body. Remember what Rabbi Elimelech said. Are you ready to create two vessels before Rosh Hashanah? Vessel of Ira and vessel of what was the second? And what was the second vessel? Anva. Anva meaning being humble. Humble? And what the second one? Ira. What, how many type of Ira there is? Three. Very good. Very good. Now I remember everything. Very good. <laughs> very good brain. Okay, so there's three types of Ira. Very good. So the idea of Ira, you got to work on that. It's not the easy thing. It's something that you work on it when people don't see you. Not when people see you. Humble, the same thing. It's not about showing off. If somebody catch you that you're fasting in a certain day, sometimes it's better to stop the fasting. Sometimes it's better to stop the fasting. It's very, very important to understand because the ego that you will have that they think they are special, it's worse than the entire fasting. People see you as special, something went wrong. People kind of pushing you away, they don't even know you're there, but Hashem. Because before somebody is going down spiritually, Hashem give him the gift of being somebody. And then nobody is coming. But if you are in a nobody consciousness all the time, you're always somebody. But if you're always in the somebody awareness, nobody is there all the time. Remember that. It's in the mind. Anyway, let's move on. Another book. I'm looking at time. Thank God you have a big watch. I can see the time. That's good. That's good. You got to feel all the resource that there is. I'm looking around. So I'm going to know the time. Yeah. So I'm reading something now contradicting the what we just study now. I like to do that to myself. After we study this, we move on to another side. And this is from Gdushat Alevi. Rabbi Levitz Chagvirdichov, those of you who don't, never heard of him. Rabbi Levitz Chagvirdichov, when he says his name on Saturday night, it opened the entire week. The entire week. You're all, when you're stuck somewhere, you have to ask Rabbi Levitzchak Mevardichov, help me. I'm going through some struggling with something and I don't know how to be spiritual about it. The help will come. He even wrote a special prayer for Matzai Shabbat. Soon when we're going to have uh, more guys, we're going to have Binyan, maybe we're going to do the Rabbi Levitzchak Mevardichov uh, Avdala. It's a very powerful Avdala. When you do it, it's, it's taking care of Parnassah, taking care of money, taking care of a lot of things. But with the time, with the time. So you say, Ma Israel, the same Pasuk. Yes, we agree you have to be humble with everything you do. He said, to say that, to be humble all the time. If you're about to worship God, you want me to be humble? Again, it's a twist a little bit. Those of you who don't know, Rabbi Levitzchak used to think out of the box all the time. So it's a very different way of thinking. 
האדם צריך לומר מעשי שאני עושה מצוות השם חשוב אצל הבורא יתברך זה נו אומנם עברתו דו מצווה אומנם עברתו פרי תפילין אומנם עברתו לייט דה קנדל אוף שבת אומנם עברתו דו הפרשת חלה ‫אז והשיב לו, this is from Rabbi Chaim Vital in the name of the Arizal, Rabbi Isaac Luria, אשר הנחה אחת מעומק הלב, one הנחה, I'm trying to think, הנחה, how do you say הנחה? סאי? סאי, I never knew, like cyborg, ball, what I buy the cyborg, that's, cyborg, סאי, I love this word, סאי, הנחה, everybody know it, like, okay, סאי, So, וישיב לו אשר הנחה אחת מעומק הלב, one sigh from the bottom of your heart, 
בזמן הזה יקר וחביב יותר בעיני השם מהתעניתים והסיגופים. It's more than if you fast, it's more than if you sleep on the floor with no clothes. מהראשונים מחמת גודל הסתרת הפנים. We say our generation, we're talking about here under the 70 years ago. So our generation is so bad, it's so tough, it's so difficult to be spiritual, it's so difficult to be humble, it's so difficult to have ira, that when you say anachah, it's not anachah, I don't have a car. Not say, oh, I don't have a car. No. What's wrong with me? Why am I not getting better? Why am I not getting better? This anachah, like, <sighs> why am I not getting more spiritual? It's more than fasting. It's more than everything you can do. You say this, Rabbi Chaim Vital said in the time of the Arizal, this is 500 years ago, he said in 170 years ago, of course, in 170 years ago, in my generation, he said to his generation, this is 170 years ago. Now in this generation, we are in the darkest time of our life. This is called Galut Edom. You want to know what Galut Edom is? You don't want to know what exile of Edom look like? I'm going to give you everything, but you're going to forget even to miss something. What is it you want? Car? We take care of you. You make a lease. Even if you don't have money, you can drive Mercedes. Don't worry. We'll get you a good Uber. We'll get you everything you want. Good clothes, everything. It's not like somebody's chasing you and taking the jacket off you or something like that. Eh, different time. So it's so fulfilling that we are even forgetting to wish for the temple to be built. When people think about the temple to be built, Mashiach to come, say, eh, what do I, I just pay for the rent for two years. I'm not sure that I want the Mashiach to come. Can you come in two years, please, Mashiach? We are so fulfilled that we don't have desire for a change. So, Anacha, V'yikar im itorer bekerif Yisrael or apnimiyut ve'esht tiv'aret abitzvot, tukad alibo bali acher kral, u'bal yamtin lekebat asher da'ato yezaka v'tzlula. Person have to have Anacha to ask himself, I'm not praying good enough. I'm not kind to people enough. And everybody usually when it's come, how do you know the difference between mitzvot? There's two types of mitzvot. Between you and God and between you and people. Everybody loves the mitzvot between them and God. Because they imagine that really God is into them. All people. When you go to Jerusalem, you go there with a little note, you stick it between the stone and you stick it high enough that nobody's going to find it. And ah, now you and God have some Relationship. It's beautiful. But then you can push somebody on the way there so you can put it there. What about the person you just pushed? I mean, God is looking. This is his children too. You're not the only child. You're not the single child of the Creator. There's a lot of kids. That's why it's called Ben Adam Lahavero. That's why in Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is coming. It say that the sin between you and another person cannot be forgiven by God. You have to ask the person, the Ridalachot, you can look at the Rambam. You can look at Mishnah uh, you can look at all those books, how to ask forgiveness. You have to go to those people and say, I'm so sorry I hurt you. Three times. Until they forgive you. A lot of time we're skipping it. We think we have a relationship with God. Go and have a relationship with people. That's how you know if you have a relationship with God. You want to know if you have a good relationship with God? You want to know? When your eyes cannot longer see what's wrong with people. You want to know why? Because that's the eyes of God. God cannot see what's wrong with people. Okay. If you still see what's wrong with people, you don't see through the eyes of God. You think about the thief. You think about somebody who's about to do something bad. Do you think God knows they're about to steal? What, what do you think? God is kind of know the plan. They do. So who's giving him still the heart to beat, the brain to think? Somebody's giving them energy. Huh? The creator still believes in them at that point. We are very easy for us to judge another human being who commit a crime, who's behaving wrong, and we know that they are bad. That's why the Baal Shem was the greatest. That's why Rabbi Isaac Luria was the greatest. That's why Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was the greatest. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in the Gemara in the Talmud. We never go by Alakha by Rabbi Shimon. You want to know why? Never Alakha like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Why? Because he's Metiv. He always in the good. He's Irchai said, ah, no. This is like this, don't worry. It's okay, it's okay. Can you be like this? Can you test yourself to say to yourself, I'm not going to judge any human being anymore? I move my glasses, not, I'm looking down, that's it. And if I see somebody, I bet I'm going to turn it around to find what's good about it. 
Can you do that? That's a challenge. That's how you come with that kind of vessel. You come to Rosh Hashanah. Now you are humble. Now you have Yir'ah. But if you don't see the good in everybody else, and you just see the bad, that makes you better than them. If you are better than them, you're definitely not Anav. You're not Sanua. You're not humble. That's for sure. That's first. Second, you definitely don't have Yir'ah, not from Hashem and not from people. That's for sure. You don't have any fear. You don't have anything. And for sure, who knows what you're doing in the house without nobody even seeing. So the beginning of everything is ben adam lahavero, between you and another human being. Work on that. Seeing the good in the other person, it's, it's not something that comes easy. But every day, check another person that bothers you and ask yourself, can I pray with that person? I want to pray for that person. The one who bothers me the most. I want to pray for them this year. What can I do for them? Send them a gift without your name on it. Start with those kind of, that's what make a difference in the world. That's what make a difference. What do you think, a war in Russia or the disagreement in Israel now and the problem in the Middle East, problem in the world, it starts because of religion or money or this, it's judging. Everybody judging everybody. I judge you because you're too religious and I judge you because you're not religious at all. Wow. What a great comment you just did. What about God? Is he part of the picture? Is he, is he still around? Eh, God went to Cancun. Had an argument with somebody on, uh, on uh, Shabbat. Wonderful guy, by the way. I enjoyed the argument, actually. That's why I say wonderful. And we both apologized to each other because we went too far with that. And uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. Really tzaddik. Like one of those tzaddikim that you don't know that they're tzaddik because they hide it very well. But real tzaddik. So sweet of a soul. In Upper Safa, I met him on Shabbat. And something very, very special. And the way that we talk to each other, you know, he, he came to me and said to me, I'm sorry, I was so harsh on you. Please forgive me. And I said, no, 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 I think I was too tough. And we both laughing at each other. He told me his life story. I told him my life story. And it was a great conversation. But we look at each other and we say, you know, if we were not kind of talk now to each other, we would, God forbid, judge each other, which is dangerous before Shana and Kippur. So right now, Make friends, human friend, not Facebook friend, not Instagram friend, human. You know, human, you remember human friend? Human is, hello, hi, my name is Aliyah. What's your name? Nice to meet you, George. How are you? I want to know you better. Can, can I take you to tea, coffee, some, because I want to practice my love. I want to practice being humble. Don't be shy. Practice that. That's what matters in the end of the day on Rosh Hashanah. That's when you get long life. That's when you get everything. Hashem doesn't want to see how tzaddik you are and the size of your tefillin or how long you pray or how many hours of Torah. Why do you need to study Torah? What is the number one mitzvah? We're going to talk about it tomorrow in uh, Tubav. The number one mitzvah? Love the neighbor of the self. The entire 612 mitzvot was for one mitzvah. Love the neighbor of the self. The one mitzvah which we have difficult with? Who do we learn it from? Who say that? Be'akiva, true. Who else? Who else? The first one? Very good. But before him, Hillel. Hillel was the first one to say that, that this is the one mitzvah that the all establishment is on. Rabbi Akiva was the one to say that. Actually, before that, in Parashat Vaikra, he's talking about love the neighbor as a self is a mitzvah. My friend, I want to tell you more about the time. I'm looking at the time. We're going to do a short meditation with your permission. Today, I mean, if you're not ready for it, don't do it. We're going to invite a soul uh, of a person that we have issue with. And that person, uh, uh, it's going to be one person. They can be living or people who die. They don't have to be alive. And uh, I'm preparing you because you might go too emotional. And if you feel it's too emotional, just open your eyes. And we will have to ask them for forgiveness. And uh, you can see that they ask for your forgiveness. I'm going to take you to a, a different path. I will use your imagination. The reason I'm going to take you to a different path because different color in the brain, in the mind, activated a different part. So, for example, if it's blue, or if it's white, if it's green, everything means something. And one time, we should sit together, maybe one Suda of Shabbat, and I'm going to teach you about how is that effect according to the Spirot. Yes. So, please sit, relax. It doesn't matter how you sit tonight. Tonight is different. So you can sit as you wish. Just make sure that you are focused on your breathing. 
נשימה, נשימה, נשם יא, נשימה. The main thing is to inhale and exhale. If you can control it, make sure inhale slowly and exhale slowly. If you're capable to inhale all the way to the, to the bottom where your belly button is, it will be better. If you cannot, chest will be good as well. Practice about five of them. I want you to see yourself on a cliff where you can see the ocean. You're standing on green grass. Next to you, there is an orange tree. Beautiful, smell like orange. There's oranges that fell to the floor of the trees on the grass. Those oranges are still on the tree. I want you to focus on the sand, the ocean, looking at everything from above. Now slowly, slowly, I want you to get down, all the way down exactly to the part where the ocean, where the water meet the sand. I want you to hear the noise of the ocean, the wave, the smell, the sand, you can feel it touching your foot. And on the sand, I want you to write the name of that individual that you hurt, or maybe they hurt you, maybe you, you guys hurt each other. Just write their name, please, on the sand. Now slowly walk away from where you wrote the name and start walking when the ocean is on your right. You're walking on the sand. To your left is the cliff where there is green grass. There is an orange tree on top of it. You can see it from the bottom looking up. You walk very slowly. And I want you to see from a distance an image of a person coming closer to you. You cannot see who they are, you cannot recognize their face. You feel something emotional, you feel your heart, you feel your mind. Inhale and exhale, relax your body. As they get closer to you and you get closer to them, you recognize that that's the person with the name that you wrote on the sand is getting closer to you. Make sure you're ready to apologize even if they are the one who hurt you because they're gonna come closer to you and that's what you wanna do your mind. Forgiveness. Now they're very close to you. You definitely recognize them. They definitely recognize you. I want you to keep a bit distance from them. Don't get too close. Just look at them. Look at their face. And from the bottom of your heart, I want you to mean it. 
Ask for forgiveness. Something you do in your mind. Your soul can hear you. And you basically say to them, I'm sorry for whatever happened, how it happened, why it happened. Make sure you look at their face as you're telling them that. No ego, just ekev, just humble. As you say that to them, they look at you back and they ask for forgiveness from you. They apologize for what happened, how it happened. You don't talk much, you just ask for forgiveness. Your two soul meet, ask forgiveness from each other. Now I want you to share with them what a happy moment in your life right now. Something that's good in your life right now. Share that with them. Tell them. And as you're telling them, they will share with you one moment in their life what's good about their life. It's time to let them go because this is the mind level. Tell them thank you. They thanking you as well. And you're both turning the back. They are going to their direction. You're going to your direction. You might meet again. And as you're getting closer to the place where you wrote their name, you look at the wave, you look at the ocean, how beautiful it is. And slowly, slowly, it's erasing their name from the sand. The person that you have an issue with, the ocean help you to remove that issue, tikkun, karma from your life. You're climbing up to the mountain, You're sitting this time on the grass, the big smile, looking at the beautiful ocean, smelling those oranges that fell on the floor and the oranges in the tree. You look at heaven and you say, thank you, the creator, for allowing me to forgive whatever was difficult for me before. Inhale and exhale three times, please. Thank you, thank you everybody for coming. So thank you everybody for at home, for, for coming, thank you for everybody here. And uh, you can follow me on uh, vital, vital You can follow my YouTube channel uh, if you're watching it at home.